Welcome to Valley Heat. I'm Doug Duguay. This is a podcast about the neighborhood, my neighborhood, the Burbank Rancho Equestrian District, right here in Los Angeles County. Brought to you today. Okay, so Gary J. Anthony has this new drink. It's really good. It's called Frosty Belgian Beer. And basically, it's just a frozen Belgian beer. It's like a Belgian beer slushy. He's developed some brewing technique where each bottle has the alcoholic content of a keg of beer. It's deceptively strong. A lot of people are passing out on his lawn. A lot of people jumping off the roof. A lot of injuries. It's one of those beers where you drink one and you think, you know, I think I could go to war with a musket right now. But no one's thinking about the beer right now. They're thinking about this giant sign he has advertising this drink. And when I say bright, I mean no one in the immediate area has slept in days, including me. I don't know what's powering the sign. It's hard to believe that something could be as bright as this and not be the sun. The best way I could describe it is if you've ever had a fever and you're in a drugstore at 2 a.m. trying to find a Tylenol and a thermometer, and they've got the lights up to, they found a level that's past the brightness of helping you see. The it's You know those lights they have on the side of the freeway when they're doing construction at night? And you drive by and you think, what, are they doing surgery? And that's what Gary's sign is like. It's this whole street, there's no shadows. And I have blacked out the windows on every side of the house. It doesn't work. You have to drive at least a mile and a half away from here just to remember it's nighttime. And this sign, it is loud. It, let me open the window here. It's almost 7.30 when he turns this thing on, and you can hear those cars honking out there. They've been driving through here and protesting just about every night. It's frightening when he turns this thing on. He's blown at least one transformer. Okay, here we go. It starts sparking when it first warms up. Blew another transformer. And you hear that hum. That's the light, and it lasts all night. All right, let me just get this copy out of the way. Okay, let me just read this. Remember back in the day, back in the good old days, back when Gary Janthony put up the Janthony's Frosty Belgian Beer Light. He's doing this thing where it's almost like he's trying to create lore about the light as though we're looking back at the good old days when he put this light up, but he put it up a few weeks ago. If you live in the Rancho Equestria District, you might be mad about the light. Yeah? But the light doesn't make sense if you're not staring at it with a mouthful of Janthony's Icy Belgian Beer. It's not just icy, it's Belgian, 100%. Okay. Is the piano guy okay? Listen to this. What if we just had a kid spill a bowl of marbles on the keys? Let's try it. All right, let's just play the song, Janthony's Frosty Belgian Beer Light. It burns all night. Okay, well, that's true. It was the west side of Riverside. Everybody said you better turn that beer light off. We don't need no lights like this lighting up this town. Yeah. 
Start this episode of Valley Heat. These are the chronicles of the Rancho Western District in Burbank, California. These are the events and the stuff that happens around the neighborhood and in my house and stuff with my family and my life. Sorry, a little rusty. I know it's been a long time since there was an episode, but I can try to give you a reason. But judging from some of the letters I received about not having episodes, probably doesn't matter what I have to say about it. Okay, I will say this. I have been working really hard on it, and if you want to come on here and punch me in the face, that's absolutely an option. Or you can do what a lot of people do and just write me a really nasty message. It's very, very effective. Also, also, the Jaguars here. So the first thing I want to talk about is, sorry. I don't know if I mentioned it, but there's a Jaguar that's been parked outside the house for, I, I'm not even sure, what's a normal amount of time? 24 hours, maybe? 10 months, at least, this car has been parked outside. I've washed it twice a month. I've cleaned up incredible paper mache sculptures for a long time, if you don't know, Kids were building paper mache sculptures around the car. They had made a McDonald's drive-through where the car was going through the drive-through. They did Star Wars, the final scene in A New Hope. They turned the car into an X-wing fighter. And then the most recent one, they stole the Jaws shark from Universal Studios theme park, and they turned the Jaguar into Quint's boat and completely recreated the scene when Quint gets eaten by the shark. And I mean, gruesome, accurate recreation. I so complete the, there was a paper mache Quint going into the shark's mouth and there was blood, it's fake blood, but gallons of it spraying out of his paper mache mouth onto the street with the actual sound from the movie on a loop where he's screaming as he's getting eaten. Listen to this. This is what I woke up to at about 3 a.m. one night. The first thing you hear, that's the sound of the the blood, fake blood spraying all over the street out of his mouth. And then this, him screaming while a shark eats him. And I mean, they painted it. It looked like Quint. So the blood would keep spraying and then it would start again. And of course, by the time I got out there, Gary had called the police and told them that I was playing some kind of prank. So I had to explain to them that it's not my car. But I still ended up being the one that had to clean it up. And I'm talking, they made the blood was clearly made out of corn syrup and food dye. And it still isn't quite out of the street. And even more disturbing is Mike's hummingbirds. I mean, they love sugar. So I go out there and hummingbirds in the middle of the night are swarming like giant flies or bats dipping into this fake blood. So the cops leave and I'm out there with a bucket and a mop cleaning this stuff up, surrounded by this creepy swarm of hummingbirds. And I hear this voice come from the trees. At first, I had no idea what it was, but listen to this. The first thing you hear, that's the hummingbirds hovering over the fake blood. And then this. And I could have hovered back into the house. I was so scared. And then I realized this is from Jaws. 
It's that speech that Quint gives in the hull of the boat. And then I found the speaker in the tree and had to take it down. So I guess the point is the car is still here. It's more than here. It's it's more than a car. It's like a force of nature at this point. Every morning I wake up, I think, how's the Jaguar going to affect me today? And it's not like it's not bothering Faye. It actually bothers her as well, mostly because of the notes they keep leaving on this car. The last one I talked about in the previous episode, it said, you're in over your head. And then on the backside, I'm going to get you, which I really just made me think it was a kid that left that note. But there have been a bunch of notes since then, not just on the car, but someone is getting into the back yard here with a pool and leaving notes on the back patio door. And they always have these little drawings on them. It's clearly supposed to be me. The last one said, get ready, which I didn't know what that meant. But then I turned it over and it said, P.S., there is no getting ready when it comes to this. And it's another picture of me. This one, I'm just standing by a tree, and then I'm assuming the picture is depicting the sky falling on me. There's these blue squares falling from clouds above me. And I know it's me because my collar is up. I've been putting my collar up because I keep getting sunburned on my neck. And I there is nothing more offensive to people than your polo collar up, which I actually like the way it looks. But... You may as well put a jeweled crown on and ride around by horse carriage the way people behave when they see you with your polo collar up. Nick from Used Foosball Table saw me at the grocery store and in one move he tore the collar right off my shirt. Didn't say anything to me before or afterwards, just kept on moving. He was so calm and silent about it, it was almost like it didn't happen, except there was one person nearby in the soft drink section watching and just doing that slow victory clap like that character in Rudy. And tearing my shirt aside, I really feel that Nick, or at least someone from used foosball tables, is involved with this car, even more so than I used to think. Because of the language of these notes, this you're in over your head, you have no idea what you're up against type of stuff, it's just a well-known foosball table vernacular. Greg Brown, a big foosball guy ran for city council a few years ago and the slogan on his signs was you're never going to see it coming and obviously didn't win i mean i don't even know if he got any votes it sounds like a threat i don't know if some of these guys know how to talk without sounding like they're planning on punching you or tearing the collar off your shirt and the collar on my shirt aside there is this feeling of animosity from that group because they were at least peripherally involved in that drug drop because John McDonald's wife, who is still in Canada, she was distributing the drugs through the Foosball International Circuit. And I don't know if you remember, but John McDonald broke into that Jaguar and tried to move it while there was a boot on it. Not that I asked him to do it. He thought he was doing me some kind of a favor and he badly damaged the car. And now he's extremely worried that I'm going to tell the police that he's the one who damaged it. I honestly don't know what to do. It's What am I going to tell him? The point is, he's worried about it, and he has a lot of opinions on it, and he keeps calling me, and I have one of those phone calls right here I want to play for you. Listen to this. Hi, John. How you hey, doing? Hey, listen, you better not tell the cops that I damaged that car. Okay, well, you want to tell me what I should tell him? Nothing. 
How do I tell them nothing? By not saying anything. John, I'm going to have to tell them something. You don't have to tell the cops anything. You could shut the door in their faces. I do it all the time. Okay, well, I can't just shut the door if the hey, police are standing there. If I there. have to go back to jail for even one day because of you, you know what's coming. Uh, a Canadian punch? You got that right. And maybe a broomstick punch, too. What's a broomstick? What's a broomstick That's punch? That's when you punch somebody in the face and the solar plexus at the same time. Uh, okay. So it looks like you're holding a broomstick. But vertically... Yeah, I, oh, right, I, I get it. That's what's coming to you if you talk. John, I... Already had the police out here and told them I wanted it moved. They're going to think I did this. Well, did you do it? No. What? Then what are, are we you? even talking about here? John. If a cop knocks on your door, you say, oh, hell no. I don't talk to flat hats. To flat hats? It's Canadian. I understand that. I'm telling you, that's not going to work. Oh, really? I have a lifetime of experience that proves that it does work. You've been to jail several times. Yeah. And one of those times was because of you. And that's not going to happen again. And just in case you don't catch my drift, I got something else to say. So step outside. Okay, if you are in the Jaguar... I'm not in the Jaguar. I'm in my car. All right? Can a Jaguar do this? Hey, what? What are you doing? That's my cruise horn talking to you. How about a little cruise horn? What did you say? You said cruise horn? Falcon's cry, baby. Okay. Keep the flat hats out of our business. So you heard that, that he will drive by sometimes four times in a day honking that cruise horn. It's a foosball community thing. It is very disconcerting. I mean, being honked at is upsetting enough, but someone pulls up and plays that and it sounds like the story in the guy's head who's pulling up behind you. It, I Think about how upset you get when someone honks at you in traffic. You take it personally, even though neither of you know each other. But imagine if someone pulls up and does this. It kind of sounds like the soundtrack of your capture and murder. You know what it's like? It's like the guy behind you is going, now you're in my movie. And in my movie, I'm about to kidnap you. You heard what he said. They call it the Falcon's Cry. It, well, it's hard to know if it's true, but the lore within the foosball community is that Falcon's Cry was a Brian De Palma movie that was never released. No one knows why it wasn't released. There are some theories on it, but the soundtrack has been floating around the used foosball community for a long time, and they truly believe that Falcon's Cry was a movie. It was supposedly about a robbery at Riverside Bank. You remember the song Riverside Bank that cephalopods or people did? That's the same story. Back in the 70s, Joe Marvin robbed his own bank. He was a new employee and was a teller and decided that he was going to rob the bank. And a lot of people think he robbed it on principle because they kept making him say this phrase whenever he picked up the phone or greeted a customer at the bank. But he ended up running from the cops and he wound up in the Burbank River and no one knows if he lived or he died or if he ended up with all that money. He drove off the Burbank River Bridge while they were chasing him and the money was all over the place. It was in the air, it was in the water, and he floated away in the current into the darkness and neither he or the money were ever recovered. So supposedly... Brian De Palma made this movie about him, and it was shelved for some reason. Some people think that every copy was destroyed, but these used foosball guys claim to have gotten a hold of the soundtrack, and that's where this Falcon's Cry horn comes from. 
They only play it when they're threatening someone, and John's is just one version of it. There's four or five versions of this cruise horn. Nick also has one. Nick, the owner of used foosball tables. His is even more disturbing. Listen to this. I mean, that is terrifying. That sound especially. I mean, you talk about driving straight into a telephone pole at high speed. You accidentally cut someone off in traffic, and suddenly there's a pair of swerving headlights and that blaring behind you. Just this fog-conjuring horror soundtrack. I would dive out of the driver's seat on the highway to make sure that guy didn't get me. Listen to this. Oh, I forgot about that. Nick has this all heed the Falcons cry chant thing that happens. Sounds like a demon is chasing you. I guess that's the idea. But if you're on the wrong side of foosball in the Rancho Equestrian District, that is what you can look forward to. Anyway, there's a lot more to tell you about the Jaguar and the cops did come. Someone, I don't know who, reported the damage to the car, so the cops came, and I'll tell you more about that in a little bit. But right now, let's do a promotion. We all know old Bob, that faithful tree. Hold on. Gary, I think, is knocking on the door. Hey, Gary, uh, what, what's going on? I was wondering something. I just wanted to ask you a favor. Uh, okay. You know, big cliff bird? I, the big what? Big cliff bird, my helicopter Oh, your helicopter, the helicopter, okay. If you could just do me a favor, whenever I'm flying overhead or landing... Yeah? Would you just mind giving me a wave and saying, uh, Hey, Big Cliff Bird? Uh, what? Would you give a little shout and be like, Hey, it's Big Cliff Bird! It's Something like that, can you just yell that out for me? What do you? What do you? It's why? like a chant. It's fun. It's kind of like when the kids see an ice cream truck. Gary, I'm, sorry, I don't, I'm not even sure exactly what you're saying. I'm trying to get people to, to connect with the with the charm of it. The charm of the helicopter. Hold on. I I really preferred if you called it Big Cliff Bird. I okay, but Gary, we if both know what I'm talking about. Say, Big Cliff Bird. You want me to talk to you in the sky? I yeah, uh, I could sense your tone here, but a lot of people do it. A lot of people do a it. A lot of people are doing it. Gary, nobody is doing that. Have you seen the graffiti on the street in front of your house? Doug, I have to be honest with you, I haven't seen the street. I fly most places now. Do you have any idea how loud it is when you land a helicopter in a neighborhood? I'm operating within the law here. That cannot be the case. There's no law that says I can't land my helicopter on my property. Gary, I really doubt that. Have you checked? Look it up. It's not something you just look up. You gotta talk look it to up someone. and talk to me. Then I, it's not an internet search. You gotta call someone. I printed a helipad. At least. And I could land there. You can't just paint an H on your roof and now it's a helipad. Are you the FAA? No, I'm your neighbor who's had to go out into traffic and fish my hammock out of someone's car grill more than once. That's not on me. It's your responsibility to secure your own patio. How would I secure them? Against wind like that, stick them in concrete. I'm not responsible for the wind. The Doug. wind from your propellers. How do you know that's my wind? There, you need me to prove that it's your you have wind. Like a wind tower. You think machine? a different wind blew our pepper tree over? It wasn't your helicopter. Sorry about wind. Gary, it's Burbank. There's no high-speed winds throwing furniture around. Doug, I can complain about your noise. How? What? What is my do noise? Do you know how loud your air conditioning motor is? My air conditioning motor. I can call the city again. Am I? No. Again, I haven't received any complaints about my air conditioning motor from 
the city. Oh, yeah, well, not about the motor. What do you mean? What are you saying? Well, first uh, it was your uh, water usage, and then it was the air conditioning motor. Wait, you and Val were the ones who were complaining about my water usage? Yes. Gary, you have a car wash in your driveway. Yeah, and I'm zoned for have that Have you water. seen the runoff from your driveway? There's a stream on the other side of Beechwood. They call it Janthony's River. Well, that's libelous. Uh, not if it's true. I have directed all that water into the quarry at Big Cliff. You wait, you are asking people to jump off a cliff into your car wash water? They'll be jumping into perfectly clean water. Clean enough to drink. To drink? How is it It's clean? a filtering system. Doug. Gary, there is no way you are cleaning it that thoroughly. It would cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. You are using way too much water for the amount of water your house is supposed to use. Okay, I will take that remark, but it's the same amount of water. It was just the timer was set on the wrong day. The rules are rules. You want to show me where it says you can just water willy-nilly at your leisure? Willy-nilly? I'm watering willy-nilly? All I'm asking you is to wave at the big cliff bird when I'm overhead. Is that too much to ask? All right, so you heard that I mean, my air conditioning motor. There's no way he can hear my air conditioning motor. The man is taking off with and landing a helicopter daily. Okay, before he knocked on the door, I it's actually relevant because Gary claims he needs that helicopter to monitor Big Cliff. Like he's the Jurassic Park guy and he needs to keep an eye on all the dinosaurs. There's no one at the park. No one is there. No one will jump off of it. It's... It's high enough that a lot of professional high divers wouldn't jump off of this thing. But he has a new re-grand opening coming up to try to convince people that it's safe to jump from. Meanwhile, the real reason he is monitoring the park is because of all the protesters gathered around old Bob. If you don't know old Bob, it's this beloved palm tree. It's 193 feet. I think it's the tallest palm tree in North America. And this thing has protected... Burbank gets a lot of lightning. This thing has protected... Burbank from getting hit by lightning for decades. This tree takes a strike of lightning like a foosball guy takes a punch to the face. Like it didn't happen. Foosball guys pride themselves on when they get punched in the face, they don't move. The whole point is to look like nothing happened. Their whole technique is you punch them in the face, they don't move, they just look at you and go, I'm sorry, what were you saying? And then when you go to answer, they stick their whole hand in your mouth, grab your tongue and yank on it. They call it a reboot. Like someone will say, what happened in that fight? And a foosball guy will go, oh, I rebooted him. I, you've never seen a human head look more like a Pez dispenser than when a foosball guy is rebooting him. The tongue gets pulled, the head twitches back, and the expression on their face. I mean, if there's a look that says I've been rebooted, that's the look. I've seen guys forget who they are. Terry Mellon got rebooted once, forgot where he lived. And the point is, old Bob has that same toughness and invincibility. He's taken so many lightning strikes. It, I mean, he has battle scars for sure. His parts of his trunk are blackened from getting hit. In 77 or 78, old Bob took a really bad hit and started on fire. A bunch of neighbors ran out there, climbed up on shoulder after shoulder, 50 people all the way to the top and put that fire out. You talk about a Keystone cop-style stunt. 50 people stacked on top of each other just to put this tree out. Diane Cross, of course, biggest daredevil of them all, climbed all the way up there nearly 200 feet, and she lost her footing and fell, but she fell the way a person... You know that trick some people do where they slide down a ladder by just gripping the sides with their hands and feet? Like Mario when he goes down a ladder in Donkey Kong. She did that, only it was a ladder made of people, and you take a 
200-foot ride down 49 people standing on top of one another. That There's a lot of scrapes and bruises. But that's the kind of price people are willing to pay to keep old Bob around. And so they're protesting at Big Cliff because Gary is trying to get this thing cut down. The going theory is that Gary thinks the tree is dwarfing Big Cliff. Big Cliff is about 180 feet, I believe, and old Bob is 193 feet. And he thinks it's detracting from the spectacle of the theme park. Of course, what he says is that it's dangerous and needs to be cut down because it's going to fall on the hospital parking lot, which even if it were to fall, which it's not, it could possibly fall on one corner of the parking lot. And he even has this arborist. What's his name? Denny Masler. Denny Masler. He's this arborist. I've talked about him on Good Morning Burbank. How much is it to have a tree doctor out or an arborist? It's $1,000 a tree. Why? Just because we're never going to know. We're never going to know if he even helped the tree. It's a profession. I didn't even know what the word was until I had to hire him. I mean, we're suspicious of used car salesmen, but an arborist, this guy climbs out of an old minivan with one of those, you know, those old leather doctor's satchels that clamp shut at the top like you see in an old western he climbs out of this minivan looking like he's there to dig an arrowhead out of your arm with a pair of pliers and cauterize it with gunpowder he's wearing this old leather jacket and this stevie ray vaughn type hat the bag could have been full of rattlesnakes as far as i could tell he says i can give medicine to these trees they're going to be a thousand dollars a piece and i what am i going to do compare prices with another arborist hope he doesn't show up here looking like a wizard. I'm in no man's land here. I, how many other arborists are there? It's like a blimp pilots. Or is there there's just one? And I still don't know if the trees are going to make it. It's been a year or so. One of them looks better. Anyway, this guy has Gary's back. He thinks that the tree should be cut down because it's dangerous. And I don't know how Gary has convinced this guy to be on his side, but it seems absurd. And the protesters who are trying to save the tree are being led by Randy Poole, the lead singer of Cephalopods Are People. Partially because Randy believes the tree was planted by Brian De Palma's great-great-grandfather. And as you know, Randy Poole believes that his real father is Brian De Palma. And you probably know that he lives with his brothers who make up the rest of Cephalopods Are People. They all live in an old castle that Frank Sinatra lived in in Toluca Lake. And for several years now, Randy has been performing live at the Legendary Theater, which is an amazing theater in Burbank. And as part of his campaign to save old Bob, he wanted me to play this live performance of his from the Legendary Theater. You can catch him there any Sunday night. And if you're there, you'll likely hear him play this. Happy holidays, everyone. Phelan, you want to get those lights? Hey, let's save old Bob. I wrote a song about it. Let's get into it. Two, three. Let's raise our glass to the lucky ones. And everyone knows the lucky ones are me and you. And even you. Let's celebrate with the lovely ones. Everyone knows the lovely ones are you and you You know it's true And I say happy Thanksgiving to the world Let's save all love 
So I told you that someone reported the damage to the Jaguar that John did when he tried to move it, and the cops showed up. Well, one cop showed up, Diane Beeman again. You remember her because she's the one that put the boot on the Jaguar when I called the city and asked them to tow it away. And she came back out and was as Officer Beeman as possible. Not sure exactly what it is, but she's not particularly a fan of mine. And Faye, of course, was pushing for me to tell the police what was going on. But anyway, here's what happened. Uh, are you aware there's a police officer here? I know. It's, I'm sure it's about the car. Do you need to just tell her what happened and get it over with? I am going to... Let me just talk to her. Please. Hello, sir. Hi. How are you? I've got a car outside with some damage to it. Okay. Someone... So was it the owner that called you? I, I didn't take the call. Okay. Looks like somebody tried to move this car while there was a boot on it. Do you know anything about what happened here? Uh, I mean, you I... Do you remember that we talked about that car not long ago? Right? Right. It looks like you tried to move it. Is that the case? I didn't, no. Did you try to take the boot off? No, I, that's not what happened, actually. That, that is not what happened. So another person who wasn't you moved the car. Okay, right. Can you give me his name? I wouldn't, I don't think I know that. You know, I'm sorry, I, I, there's a phone call and I feel like I should probably All right, sir. just need to tell this guy to call me later. Do whatever you want. I'll make this real quick. Hi, not actually a good time to call. Listen, listen. Hold on. Tell that cop to leave. Yeah, I'm on speakerphone. Hold on the speakerphone. I got to speak. You know what's coming if you talk. Well, I'm still trying you to get this. You better believe I'm pulling still, up. Stop uh, this the speaker. I had myself on mute. Hello? Okay, sorry about that. Sir, is that person involved in what we're talking about here with the car? Sorry, the guy on the phone, you mean? Do you want to just tell me what's going on here? Well, I'm not, no. I, uh, I, do I have to answer this question, actually? Okay, so to be clear, you are refusing to answer the question. I'm not refusing to answer it. I just, I'm asking if I, if I need to answer it. If you don't, then you are refusing to answer it. Ah! 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 Do you know that person? 
Um, which which person? I'm not sure what you mean. Did you just ask me which person? I didn't. I'm not sure I noticed who you mean. Which person sure. were you talking about? So the guy's slowly cruising by here and doing hand signals at you, moving music. You don't know him. Ah, ah, ah. That guy? I'm giving you an opportunity here. Uh. Okay. I, so I guess I should just run that car's plates and ask the driver in person. I mean, that I, that would be an option. Okay. I gave you a chance. I tried. John, you told him? I didn't tell him. You're driving by doing hand signals in the horn. They're chasing me. Uh, okay, well. I told you not to talk. I was trying to tell you not to I, do I, it. I, I couldn't hear what you were saying. My phone was accidentally on mute. Mute? What are you, my grandmother? Wait, hold on. I gotta shake this old popo now. You cannot, don't run from the police. My life is running from the police. Will you just pull over and talk to her? Dude, what do you mean talk to her? I'm not talking to a flat hat. Just pull well, you're over. You're see what happens when you don't heed the Falcon's cry. I tried to heed the cry. I can't believe you did this. Uh, my phone's gonna run out of batteries. You better believe. John? Okay, ran out. Please tell me that you told her what happened. Well, it's the thing is, it's not going to be an issue now. So did you tell her? What I'm saying is, it's you could have seen what happened. It's not a problem. So you're telling me that you did not tell okay. her? Okay, no, but okay. it's not a problem anymore. So it'll be an issue. Okay, so you heard that, and it has continued to be an issue. She was not wrong. I, I don't know where John stands with the police, but he's still driving by here, honking the cruise horn, doing the Falcon's cry. As far as I know, there could be a warrant out for his arrest, and they're trying to find him, But he, and there he is. Okay. Twice a day, at least. Oh, what? Okay. John, can you stop? Okay. I get it. Okay. It's like the sound of you're all going to die. And now he's got that all heed the Falcons cry thing going. Hey, uh, recording in here. Sorry. Oh, it's okay. What is going on? That uh, Phil just walked in. Do you have any idea who's been driving by playing yeah, the nightmare sounds? Yeah, John McDonald. He is upset at me and I'm sorry. Why? It's a long story. He thinks he... It's I'm, terrifying. I know. It's temporary. It won't last forever. Mom and Donovan, I've been trying to do yoga, and Donovan says he's going to leave if it keeps up, so... Uh, I'm not really sure how to respond to that, but... Okay, whatever. Okay, well, Phil left. I He seems upset. I know it's upsetting. I just, I'm not sure what to do, but Donovan's going to leave. I, I don't even want him here in the first place. I mean, that's not true. I, I know that yoga makes a big difference for Faye, and, but what, you're going to threaten to leave? Like, what, you're breaking up with us? Look, he's walking away. He just left. $125 a session, just decides to leave. But, and now he's calling me. Hold on. Hey, Donovan, how are you? There's a demonic carnival like, taking Donovan, place. Donovan, I don't know what you want me Is to do. Is this going to be an ongoing thing with a satanic circus that keeps going by? I mean, it's really not something that concerns you, it Donovan. It concerns your wife. Right, I understand that. Are you concerned with her well-being? 
Of course I am. Of course I'm concerned with her well-being. Well, I'm going to say that's a little suspect. We are talking about my wife and partner. And here. that's my point. What are we going to do about this? Uh, we? Yes. I mean, what are you talking about we? You and me. This is not your problem to solve. And just Donovan. so you know, I will need to charge you for that session. What, Donovan? What did you do to deserve this? I, what did I do? I didn't do anything to warrant this. Oh, so this. there's no reason that this is happening. I'm not saying there's no reason. I'm saying that I haven't done nothing anything you can to put your finger on. No, I have done you nothing. You did nothing. No. What? what what's going to on? Have here? a guy drive by scaring your I, family. What, should I call a lawyer? I run a complete business. Wh- what? A business that concerns itself. With taking responsibility. Donovan, I am not a client Faye of yours. Faye is a client of mine, and I'd like to ask you to do the work. I, are you quoting Leon Driscoll to me? Yeah, and he's right. I'm not going to pay for a yoga session that you walked out Tell on. Tell me that again after you've paid me for the session. Okay, well, I'm not going to pay for if the session. If you don't want to pay me Donovan. cash, you can run a free promo for me. Say a free promo? Yeah. For Yoga Blasters. You want me to run a free promo for you because someone's driving by my and house? by the way, if you need me to, I'll go have a talk with the guy driving by. Donovan, I really... You want me to talk to him? Do not think that's a good idea. I am a black belt. I, that's the worst thing you could be when it comes to these and guys. And a master with a sword. A sword? Keep it in mind. What about jousting? Let me know. If I need a sword, master? I'll send you the copy. You let me know if you want to do cash or the free promo. Donovan, sorry, it's going to be neither. Do the work. A sword? I mean, I guess all you got if you buy a sword is telling people you have one. But Anyway, you heard that, and if there's one benefit to the Falcons cry, it's not having Donovan here. Okay, so there's one last thing I wanted to talk about. It's that, as you know, Terry Mellon is still suing me because he claims I ran over him when the truth is he drove straight into me with his recumbent bike. He drove right under the front grill of my Subaru, And Chuck recommended a lawyer to me. He even gave me the money to retain the lawyer. And that was all going fine until the guy disappeared. This lawyer is currently under investigation with the FBI. He, for some kind of embezzlement, he completely vanished. His house has burned down. His cabin in Big Bear has burned down. Both of his cars and his yacht in Ventura were blown up with dynamite. As far as they know, he's still alive. They haven't found him anywhere. And the assumption is that he's still alive because this is the second time he's done this. When I told Chuck about it, he said, oh, that's just a good lawyer. It wouldn't necessarily be the worst problem for me if, well, I should explain this part. Uh, Gary Janthony has a brother, Lawrence, and it is no secret that he is the lesser favored brother within the Janthony family. The Janthonys have always been an entrepreneurial family, and Gary has had great successes with all of his businesses. Lawrence, on the other hand, has had almost no success within any career attempts he's made. He's been everything from a Lamborghini salesman to a jacuzzi technician. He sold musical instruments for a while. He was fired from all those jobs. All those businesses were family businesses run by Gary and Lawrence's father which is just more proof that Lawrence is not in great standing with the family. Strangely, Gary is adopted. Lawrence is not. Not that that should make any difference. A parent should love their kids unconditionally the same. But in this case, their father has been known to say that he needed to get a backup son because the one he currently had was not working out, which obviously is very harsh and it weighs very heavy on Lawrence. But Lawrence's current career endeavor is as an environmental attorney. His first case was an attempt to stop the city from approving Terry Mellon's elevated bike path. He failed at that attempt, as everyone knows, that 
multi-million dollar elevated bike path project was passed and has been completed. Another more notable case that most people know about is when Lawrence represented Paul Robinson. Paul was sued by Coca-Cola for creating a product called Paul Robinson's Coca-Cola. Not only was it an open and shut case, but Lawrence infamously wore zappers to the deposition. Zappers are a longtime holdover from the 70s. They are a Velcro shoe made by a Burbank company. Some of you have probably seen them here and there. They have very large Velcro straps on the top, as well as multiple flaps around the shoe that allow you to adjust the size of the shoe around your foot. There are 12 different panels of Velcro around the perimeter of the shoe, as well as four straps on the top that replace the laces. They're still made. They're not that popular anymore. They are the butt of a lot of jokes. And it, Lawrence infamously wore them to the Coca-Cola deposition and was very loudly adjusting them during the proceedings. I have no idea if it's true. He does wear them all the time. The people that love zappers, they love them. But my real point is that Lawrence is looking to get some cases under his belt because he wants to spearhead the case against Big Cliff and Gary's efforts to cut down old Bob as an environmental lawyer. He, of course, wants to save old Bob. Anyway, Lawrence stopped by the house, and I wanted you to know what happened. And So check it out. Hey, Lawrence. Are you hey, um, here's the thing. What's going here's on? Here's the thing. I heard there's some kind of personal injury lawsuit. Right, Terry... Is suing me. So if you're being sued, like you would need like a lawyer. Okay. Is you're saying, Lawrence, it's not your field. You're not a defense attorney. I have been a lawyer for three years. Lawrence, I've been a lawyer. By the way, I've been, you're I've fifty been... years old. That's not a pedigree for any career. I know I've had a lot of career changes. Life is about taking big bites. I'm not questioning your life. Law was my original love. It. I would have asked you if it made sense in any I've way. I've been a defense lawyer. Right. For Paul, I know about the case. So, uh, and what did Paul say? What did Paul say? Paul didn't say anything. Did you guys have like a long lunch and, and discuss me? No. What in, did Paul say? Nothing. He, what? So, wait, wait, so hang on. No, wait, no wait, I'm wait. just saying I know about the case. What was the specific issue? What did he say was, was the matter? He didn't, he didn't say anything at all. He said something. What did he if say? He had something to say. He didn't say it to me. What did I do? Lawrence, all I said to you was that I'm aware of the what, case. What specific thing did he say that I did Lord, or didn't do? How long do? are we going to do this? He didn't say anything to me. Because if I were to wear Velcro shoes and what? I mean, I'm just... What? I, I have Velcro shoes. I didn't wear them in, into court. Lawrence, I'm not talking about your shoes. I, I was didn't... wearing Velcro shoes, maybe, for an, a, a consultation, and then his mind... You don't have to explain He's anything. taking these two memories. He's conflating them. He said that I wore them in court, which I didn't do. Lawrence. Listen to me. Okay. Look straight down at that. At your shoes? Looks like a strap on a... Why are we doing this? Looks like a strap on a, on a normal shoe. You don't shoe. need to defend this. Which I'm looked, on your side. If you're looking at the, the top of them... These are my casual shoes. I'm, are, are, are you? Are, I'm not in my law Lawrence, office. I'm okay with your shoes. You're okay. I'm on your side. I'm sorry. The only time you would know that these were Velcro Lawrence. is if I unloosen one of these straps. Right. And I'm not gonna. I'm well, not gonna was... be in court going, "Oh, Your Honor." Was, I'm not gonna do that. It's not an issue. It's not something I talk to Paul about. At That's all. all I wanted to say. Okay. Well, I just want to say I don't judge your shoes. I don't have shame. Okay. I've conquered shame. Well, that's great because there's nothing to be ashamed of. I know about the Velcro thing. I don't care. Wait, so hang on. Wait, I, wait a minute. Disregard that. I just knew there was some shoe thing at some how point. How did you get to Velcro from Lawrence, shoes then? I, I, Gary told you. No. Yes. Gary no, told you. It wasn't Gary. Unbelievable. You see what I'm saying? It was not Gary. This, this, this is a very Lawrence. weirdly patchy story with big story? chunks missing. How is it a... What's, Where did you say you were standing? 
I didn't say where I was where I was standing when. What what do you mean where was I standing? Where were you? When I heard you about the shoe thing? Yes. I I don't know. Beachwood, maybe? But Beachwood's a long street. What part of Beachwood? Were you I, in the market? I don't you know. I, I'm guessing. What What do you what want What was here? all the stuff that happened? Okay, yes. It was your brother, Gary, who told me about the shoes. I yep. He's, uh... Didn't want to say that. Oh, yeah. Why does he treat me like this? I I don't know. I, I'm sorry that you're upset. I need this. Please. What are you doing? Give me this case. I need this. Lawrence, take it easy. Hey, do you understand? Give me my shirt. Do you understand? Now, don't give me this case. You're tearing my Do shirt. For me. Can you hold on a second? Wait, is that my brother's helicopter? Hey! Big, 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 okay, we gotta get out of here. See, it's Gary! Lawrence, you gotta come inside. He's landing. Big, 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 hey, Gary! Hey, hey guys, how you doing? Lawrence, you gotta get hurt. You gotta get inside. It's an H, and now he can land on his roof. You gotta get inside. You don't understand my whole life ever since I was a kid. Gary! Okay, so you heard that the hammock hit him in the eye, hit him in the right eye. He has a laceration. The helicopter, the wind that it kicks up, I, that thing just boomeranged right into his head. And I just feel bad he's on bed rest right now. But I, I guess the real point is I hired him. I really have sympathy for him. And I mean, just the idea that he's over here trying to drum up a little bit of business and then his big shot brother shows up with a helicopter and blows a hammock right into his face. It was too much. I had to do something for him. Oh. Hello? Hey. Can I show you something real quick? Faye just walked in here. Show me something real quick? Can I show you? Yes. Can I show you something? Okay, so she wants to show me something. Hold on. Where are we going? Oh, in the house? What's going on? What is Sorry, I, sorry about that. This is this about the Donovan thing? Because I don't even know what to say. Different conversation. But have you noticed anything outside? What What am I noticing? Well, what are you not noticing? Wait, the Jaguar is gone? Yeah. You didn't see who was driving it? The car is gone, and that's a good thing. I'm not saying it's not a good thing. I just you seem disappointed. I'm not disappointed. I it's been there for 11 months. I would feel like it was my car. I was I've been washing it. It's almost it feels like someone stole my car. Anyway, I, car is gone. I am happy. If you say so. So that is unbelievable. I I don't even know how to feel. 11 months and it's just gone. No idea why it was there, no idea who came and got it. There is part of me that's unsatisfied because am I never going to know whose car it was? I mean, I really can't believe I'm not going to know. It's sort of like you ever lose something like a wallet and you're looking for it and you find it faster than you expected to. And you kind of feel like kind of wanted to keep looking for it. Oh, hold on. Steve Smith is in my backyard. He's putting a note on my door. What, Steve's the guy putting notes on my door? Steve, there, there's a front door. What, it's all good, man. Why are you in the backyard? I gotta go. What's this note? You're out of your league, bud. What? I cannot comprehend the size of this thing. You are flirting with a giant. Steve, there's no way to get out. Oh. That's my... There's no gate over there. You don't... What are you... I was trying to leave. Hold on. Is this unlocked or... That's not... That's a wall. Okay, I gotta go. Hold on. Hold what? on. What? What are you doing back here? You tell me. 
I tell you. Yeah, what do you think I'm doing here? What is this, what is this note? You're out of your depth. Yeah, what's this drawing? You know. What is this, a guy in a car drowning? Yeah. Is that, is that supposed to be a Jaguar? Yes, what other car? Steve, why are you putting drawings on my house of me drowning in a car? You know, you know. I don't know. I, do you know something about the Jaguar? Do you know where it is? Yeah, I know where the car is. Because I moved it. What? Why do you guys keep messing with this car? You want to have John try to move it again? I didn't ask John to move it, Steve. He moved it on his own. Oh, I didn't want anyone to move that it. That sounds great. That's a good story, and you should stick to I that. I need to know where the car is. They're going to think I stole that car. Do you have any idea how much bigger this is than you? What are we talking about? You are a flea on this dog. I a flea. have no idea what we're even talking about. Think about know. a dog. Steve, the size of a dog. Okay. Now, comparatively, take a flea. Okay. You are flea-sized. In something that's the I got size it the first time you said it. You were Steve. a flea on the yes, dog. Yes, I get the metaphor. Can you tell me where the car I is? I know you want to get invited to the where is the car party. I want to know where it is because the cops are going to think I took you it. You want to know what I think? Uh, I guess. I, I think that John stole that key fob from Nick without Nick knowing. The, then what? tried to move the car, then tried to bring it back to Nick before Nick could find out about it. Steve, I... And before Nick even knew it was gone. Uh, okay, I guess. I, oh, so you're saying you agree with that theory? My head is spinning. I... Can't even follow. You what? agreed pretty quick. I'm agreeing out of politeness. I don't know the factors. Well, you want to think again because I think you do know all the factors. I don't know the factors. How? You don't know the factors. I don't even know what we're talking about. I just gave you all the factors. Okay, what are they? Nick, John, key fob, car. Did you take logic? I, yeah, I did take logic. Those are variables. I think I'm out Wait, of here. Wait, Steve, where's the car? You're building fire with dynamite, Doug. Steve, I don't understand. The door is over here. You are neck deep in water, but what you don't realize Steve. is you're hanging upside down. You can't get out that way. Let me just say this. This is bigger than you. It's Steve, bigger than where, me. It's bigger wait, than Nick. Where are you going? Bigger than foosball. Where is... No, you can't. I thought I walked No, that's the, but that's the side of the house. you got to come over here. You know, Tom Cruise dangles off that helicopter, Steve. but the truth is he's tied to it with lots of rigging. Steve, where are you? Steve, what is the secret here? Point me towards a door. What is it, a maze? No, it's just behind my Where's garage. We don't minotaur? exit this way. Okay, um, so you heard that I had to take a walk around the block. Part of me was looking for the car. I thought maybe, oh, maybe he just moved it a couple blocks. I can't see it anywhere. Once again, I don't know what I'm up against. What I'm building fire with dynamite? I, what did I do? Someone parked their car outside and they wouldn't move it. A flea on a dog? I mean, does Steve even know why he moved it? He seems to be upset that John used Nick's special key fob. These guys, I, when it comes to Nick, he's like a cult leader. They're all vying for his approval all the time. And I guess he's mad that John had the fob. He thinks that John stole it from Nick. What did he say? He's, I think John stole the fob. I, I can't. It reminds me of these guys who used to beat me up in high school. One of my friends got mad at me. He told me, you said that you like Def Leppard, but you told Andy that you don't like Def Leppard. And then he threw an overinflated basketball straight in my face. I mean, concrete hard basketball. Anyway, I'm going to have to talk to Steve again, obviously. I, okay, hold on. This is Chuck. I can guess what this is about. Hi, Chuck. How are you? Can you please tell me what happened with the lawyer? Chuck, where are you? I can barely hear you. I'm on a speakerphone. Maybe you've heard I, of it. Okay, I just wanted to know why you were yelling. Hold on, let me pick up. Can you hand me the phone for a second? I am getting a $125 massage. Are you yelling at me? Because I can't even... I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling at this guy on the phone. I'm putting the phone back down. 
So I hear you got yourself a new lawyer. I don't remember being consulted okay, on this. Chuck, the lawyer you referred me to, he just vanished. Oh, yeah. He'll do that. He'll hey, do you know that? when you got a good lawyer, what? sometimes they just got to disappear. They, why would they have to disappear? You know what you do with a lawyer as good as that? What? You give them a mulligan. A mulligan? Lawyers have to run sometimes. We all know this. Lawyers don't normally have to run from the law. Maybe not Chuck. in your Pollyannish world. All right. Uh, That's the price you pay when you got a shark on your team. That they'll disappear and never be heard. If you're from? going to a shark fight, you better bring a shark. Right. I'll take that remark. What are you going to bring? A Doberman? No, I'm going to bring a lawyer. You ever hear of a Doberman beating the shark up? No, but I need a lawyer who is around. So, who is it that you have now representing you? Uh. Well, it wasn't really my first choice, first of all. I need a name. Okay. It, it's Lawrence Janthony. He's this. He's Gary Janthony's brother. Are you telling me? Uh, well, hold on. You hired Lawrence Janthony to defend you in a court of law? You didn't bring a Doberman. You brought a poodle to a shark fight. Some. I will. Who brings some to in, a shark fight? He's a lawyer. I'll tell you who. A guy who wants to be eaten alive. Okay, I'm not looking to get eaten alive. Hold on, I got some guy wandering into my room. I'm sorry. Excuse I, me. Who are you? What you're saying? I can't make a phone call during massage. It's supposed to be a relaxing atmosphere. Do you understand that people are multitasking these days? It's a little disruptive. And now, who are you? Trying to massage him, but you're being loud in here. Hold on, Doug. I got three people in here arguing. Can you people sort this out Please elsewhere? Please get off the phone. I'll hang up and be quiet. I apologize. Keep it down. We can talk another time, Chuck. Okay, they're gone. CJ, can you hand me that phone again? We don't have to have the conversation and on right now. Another idiotic note. I've heard that you've stolen a car. I well, I didn't steal it. I'm sorry. I mean, a member of your gang of thugs has stolen Okay, they're not my gang, What are Chuck. you going to tell the cops when the owner reports it? Well, someone did report it, and the police already did show up. What actually. did you tell them? Did you tell them who did it? No, it's not that I necessarily didn't want to tell them. You got I, their back. I get it. You're the Don of Burbank. I still do not understand why somebody would park their car outside on the curb this long. Well, some Canadian is really upset with you. Okay, that could be... You know be. how hard it is to get a Canadian mad with you? I don't know that it's definitely you Canadian. You would have to cancel poutine and what? make it illegal to pour gravy on fries. Okay, but you don't know that it's and definitely Canadian. And congrats. The Canadians are mad. Well, regardless of who owns the car, I thought it was best to leave it alone and not tell the police. Do you have anybody to bounce these ideas off of before you amble into the world with a dunce cap and a lollipop? Okay, meaning you what need exactly? more human bouncing boards, a.k.a. friends. I'm not lacking in Go friends. to a sports bar. Go to a tire shop. Wh why? That's where you find male friends. I have friends. You could pick up a hitchhiker and talk to them. Okay, I think you know that I have friends. You know who has a lot of friends? I, who? Well, who? I'm going to say it. George Clooney. Okay. You are gonna... the anti-George Clooney. Fine. I will take that remark. I'm not trying to be. Yeah, it's a big day when you realize you're the opposite of George Clooney, isn't it? If you want it to be, then yes. Let me tell you a couple is. things about Clooney. Chuck, we don't have to get into this. I know you're a big fan. You know, he got like $100 million for ER. And you know what he did with it? Uh, I might know. What What is it that he did he with it? He gave all of his friends $1 million each. That, 
is really incredibly even nice. if you had a hundred million dollars you wouldn't even have anybody to give the money well, to. i know you don't mean that i of course i would have someone to give the money you to are an anti-clooney okay i understand your point do you know what george clooney does what do you mean on the last it? day of every movie he's ever filmed okay he gives a porch to every single person well chuck that's not every single person mean the entire crew he gives every crew member a porch to chuck he does. Do you know how many people are on a movie crew? I don't have to know. You know who does know? I, Clooney, when he's deciding how many Porsches to buy. I think if you knew more about movies, you would understand that's not possible. I have been on sets. Okay. I was a consultant on The Fast and the Furious. One Chuck, they seven. paid you a location fee because your shop was in the background of a shot. Special thanks. Okay. You insisted on being in the special am thanks. Am I in the special thanks or am I not in the special yes, thanks? Yes, right. You are. I was involved. Okay, well, back to what I was saying. I don't see how George Clooney could buy every crew member a Porsche. It would be unsustainable. That's because you have the opposite of Clooney's brain. Clooney's brain is totally First of all, I know it. he's smart. I like George Clooney a lot. Your brain is scattered. It's scattered? Really? How? Like an old apple. I know you don't mean it's this. It's used up and stepped on, like old gum from the 70s, okay, enough. melting on the sidewalk, Chuck, sticking to the bottom of shoes, I, ruining days. Okay, I understand what you're the trying to say. worth half a billion dollars. Yeah, that's a lot of money. Half a billion dollars. Okay. What do you have except for the $10,000 I gave okay, you to Chuck, hire an idiot for a lawyer? Not you necessary. couldn't even live this life in a dream. You would go insane Chuck, if you I, might I, die in that dream. If I dreamt about living his life? There's a word for the boundlessly opposite. If you and Clooney ever met eyes, it would be a reverse big bang. All right, okay. I know they were worried about the large Hadron Collider. The what? But what they should have been worried about is you and George Clooney running into each other. It would create a gravitational sinkhole incomprehensible to the human what brain. What is the Hadron Collider you're talking about? You talk about a powerful vacuum cleaner. What? If God has a Dyson, okay. he will suck the universe into it the moment you meet. I, right. Make some friends, I have but friends. please let me know who they are, as I probably have some notes. <laughs> I mean, okay. I think I just want to get a refund. I can't refund your money. Yeah, Hello? Get refunds. It's a company. Chuck? Is this the crystal cactus? Whatever the other one is. Down is the excuse me. Whatever it's called, that one. Excuse me. Is Chuck there? Hello? Is Chuck there? He's gone. Oh, he just left? Yeah, he just walked out. He left without paying, by the way. Oh. Excuse I, me. Is this the guy that was on the phone? Excuse I. This is his son-in-law. I was talking to Chuck, yeah. Well, I want to thank you because I'm leaving and they won't give you a refund. I... Okay, I'm gonna. Okay. What? Can you get Chuck on the phone and tell him the situation? I'm sorry. Tell him the situation. What is the situation? He needs to come back here and pay for his massage. Could you just politely explain to Chuck that he has not paid? Me? Why would I? Why would I call him? Hold on. I have his number in my phone. Just give me one second. I. You have his number. What are we doing? Why would I have to talk to him? Whoever this is, make it quick because I'm busy. Hey, Chuck. It's CJ. Why are you calling me? I'm sorry, your son-in-law has to ask you about something? Wait, what's going on? Doug is on the phone for you. What? What are you, his receptionist? He's here. He's on the phone. Okay, put him on. I, well, I'm on. Hey, Chuck, I... Doug, how many phones does it take to get away from you? Well, I'm not trying to call you. They asked me if they need you to pay for the massage. Wait, you're calling me to collect money for them? 
well, it wasn't my first choice. I, I, Is there anything you can't be made to do? Okay, I, I'm not, okay. You forgot to pay, Chuck. I don't know why I'm on this call, I'm Chuck. not paying for a massage that was interrupted. Dude, you are going to have to pay for your massage. Well, I'm not going to pay, so where does that leave us? Yeah, well, you're definitely paying for mine because you ruined the entire experience. Think again, friend, because that is never going to happen. The entire this is one of those times that I wish I could hang up loudly to hammer home my point. Goodbye. What's what's going on now? He hung up. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, okay. Okay, someone's gonna have to pay for these massages because the other guy left too. I am not sure how I'm involved with this at this point, honestly. Oh, you don't think you're involved, dude? You were totally involved. How am I involved, Chuck? He called me. I Those didn't... phones are for us between appointments. Okay, uh, that's a rule that you have, but I didn't break that rule, and I don't work there. That is something to talk to his masseuse about. Is she there? Because she gave him the phone. Why are you yelling at me? I'm sorry. Am I yelling at you? I'm not trying to hey, yell at you. Don't talk don't to yell at me like it's my fault. I'm not yelling. That's my coworker. We're nice to each other in here. This is a relaxing atmosphere. Okay, look, I'm not trying to be yelling at anybody. I'm not sure what to I tell you. I have two jobs. I work for tips. I'm. How much are the massages that we're talking about? It's 125 each. I... Do you take American Express? Oh, cash or Venmo. Plus two. Oh, okay. Okay, I had to take another walk. I think this is where we should finish up this episode. I'm Doug Duguay. Take it easy. Hey, Chuck, how are you? So you're finally on a podcast network. Whatever that means. Whatever it means? Yeah, what is a podcast network exactly? A bunch of writers who didn't make it in Hollywood? I, okay, that's not... A couple of not... guys who got to Hollywood and realized it's hard to be an actor? Podcasting is a big business, though, Chuck. It could be a big business. It could also be five roommates eating powdered jello out of a box. I, okay, that's not what this is. Which is yours? What's it called again? The net. The network is called Maximum Fun. Maximum fun. Oh, if you say it like that, it doesn't sound good. What is the ceiling for fun? I guess they found it. There's nothing wrong with the name. Do they uh, rent bouncy castles? I have no problem with the name. Coming from somebody who knows nothing about business, I believe you. Okay. Uh-huh. Speaking of business, you will be doing ads. Uh, Chuck, I'm and not... not just your Jan Robinsons. Chuck, I do ads for local Burbank businesses. I'm not well, gonna... it's about to get national. Chuck, I'm not reading national ads. That's correct. I'll be reading them. What? I've already recorded two. 
Well, I don't know what you're going to do with them because they're not going in. I've spoken to Beekram and Stacy. You spoke? Who have you spoken to? Beekram and Stacy. I, I don't know who that is. Listen to me, because I am just trying to be a supportive father-in-law. Okay. How do you do anything? Okay. Who is it, Chuck? You don't even know your own team. What team? Are you talking about? That's your team. You, you've talked to people at the network. They love me that over there. That is something you'd have to talk to me about. That's not your decision it's about to, to get, make. As you would say, maximum. Why wouldn't you lead with that? Okay. Okay. Well, you heard that, and I'll spend the next thirty days trying to figure out how not to do that. All right. Take it easy. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.